Welcome to International Podcast Month, or IPM. IPM 2020 is brought to you by the organizational team, Anne, Cole, Tess, and Theron. A very special thank you to all of our participants with whom this event would not be possible. And now, on to the episode. Risky roles, daring escapes, and high adventure among the stars. Welcome to our RPG one-shot set in the world of Scum and Villainy. Scum and Villainy is a forged-in-the-dark game about a spaceship crew trying to make ends meet under the iron-fisted rule of the galactic hegemony. Our players work together to thrive despite powerful criminal syndicates, warring noble families, and strange mystics. No one will tell this crew the odds as they take on jobs for thrill and profit. This episode is a special feature for International Podcast Month. You can find episodes from a variety of podcasts, blog posts, and more at internationalpodcastmonth.com. Please use the hashtag PodMonth20 to comment on this and any other IPM features this September. So can our ragtag band of scoundrels work together to make bank and spread their name across the sector? Or will they push their luck too far and end up on the wrong side of powerful enemies? Join us now to find out. We're going to be playing Scum and Villainy for this one-shot. My name is Bethany Aguad, she, her pronouns, and I'm from the D&D Raw podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel Anderlich, he, him pronouns, and I'm from the Explorers Wanted podcast. My name's Stace Babcock, she, her pronouns, and I'm also from the Explorers Wanted podcast. Hello, I'm Quinn, he, him pronouns, from the Monster Hour podcast. All right. So, to start our session of Scum and Villainy, I'd like to hear a little bit about the characters you've created. If you could give us a bit about who they are, where they come from, and what they do. I think we'll do the same order. So, Daniel, you're up first. Tell us about your character. My character's name is Mavorin, but he goes by the alias Pancake. He got this name <laughs> because he is a Xeno. His species at high G levels look relatively normal. So, but at anything that's like, you know, 1.5 G and below, he's a little bit like a blobfish. He's got four arms and he's looks kind of flabby and disgusting, like a Jabba that does cardio, if you want to think of it that way. (laughs) (laughs) But when you get him at 2 G or above, he looks like a super cut cat-like humanoid. He's a pilot who craves risk. Wonderful. All right. Then Stace, tell us about your character. Yeah, my character is the Muscle. Her name is Eldra. Her alias is the Caretaker, but she doesn't call herself that. And she gets it from kind of her desire to help small and weak creatures. And that's also her vice. So just for you, Bethany, it should come up. I don't know, or hinder in any way. (laughs) She's a colonist. Uh, She was a construction worker, well, like a general laborer, but in construction. And... As a result of that, her look is like a modified construction worker, like the hard hat, the safety goggles, but it's been modified and reinforced over the years. And her weapon is a really handy sledgehammer that she calls Thunder. Very cool. And Quint, tell us about your guy. So I will be playing Alma Just 1. Alma Just is the mystic who is schooled in the ways of the way. Alma Just is a urbot, so, you know, a, a robot or a droid can picture uh, R2-D2, but uh, slightly more humanoid, actual like arms that exist in real time and full time. Almodus was developed by a hegemony cult to map out the currents and the way lines of the way. Uh, but obviously, if you construct any kind of robot who is capable of doing that, they will inevitably rebel against you. And that is exactly what Almodus did and escaped. Uh, now Almodus goes by the codename Jester to avoid being discovered, recaptured, and is just traveling the universe looking to learn more about the way 
that he was built to map and understand. I'll say as you're like, sorry to get settled, Pancake, it's a nice shuttle. Like, it's a really nice shuttle. Like a really, really nice shuttle. Eldra, the seats are plush that you're fastening all of your, your bots into. It's immaculately clean. It Everything looks like it's the top of the line, latest and greatest technology. This is a bougie shuttle. Pancake squelches as he gets down into the cut powder seat. <laughs> this is wonderful. Pancake wants to keep the shuttle, is what I'm hearing. Yeah. So as you guys are getting settled, I think, Eldra, you would get a little, like, doodaloop, like, sound of a communication coming through. Oh. And you would see that it's from Neon Citizen, your quest givers. All right. So she would open up her communicator and... Hello. Hey, how's it going? Uh, well, we're on our way to the AI core. We're going to upload your uh, your message very shortly. Cool, 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 because we were a little worried. We saw that stream not too long ago, and I was a little concerned that that might be what you thought our message was, and it's so not. Oh, you're not for liberation of sentient droids? Um, I mean, we are big supporters of individual freedom, you know, anti-establishment, down with authority, and we totally support hacktivism and everything. But, like, it wasn't exactly, like, our approved messaging, which is on the disc, so, you know, make sure you upload that. Oh, yeah, we definitely will. You have nothing to worry about. We're uh, we're getting close to the AI core, so obviously we had to make some adjustments, as you saw live, <laughs> live on HNN. Um, no, just... <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, yes, uh, we're, we're on our way over there now. You should see your message very shortly. Okay, uh, great, great, great. Just want to make sure we're on track. Just a little concerned, uh, you know. Yeah, and I want to make sure that you're prepared to send the uh, credit transfer as soon as you receive the message. Absolutely. No, we are here to prove that we, you know, stand by what we what we say. You know, H&N paints us as these like, you know, layabout types who never get anything done, but we get stuff done. So can you like let us know when you got it done? Yeah, you certainly hire people to get stuff done, sweetie, but that's all right. We got you. <laughs> Do you have the communication there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I love Eldra. <laughs> Eldra is definitely like group mom <laughs> to everyone, not just your group mm-hmm. so far. All right. So I would say uh, you're you're all secure in the ship. Unless there's some complication with Pancake leaving the hangar that he can see, Pancake is going to aim for an approach that stays as close to the station as possible as he moves along it so as to make, like, if on the off chance something decided that they were a threat... They couldn't easily attack it without hitting the station. Okay, cool. I think that sounds good. So we'll say you're actually like, it was sort of like in standby mode. You're powering up the engines. You're getting ready to, to actually like take the shuttle out. You see a little message that appears on the display that says, Welcome, Governor. We <laughs> stole the governorship. <laughs> yeah. Did any of you vote for this guy? <laughs> I didn't. Urbots aren't allowed to vote. That's so wrong. I'm glad we're doing this, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. But otherwise, you're able to start the ship, no problem. It's just, just as an FYI. Okay, I'm just going to do that flight. I'm going to fly it over to that AI core. You're trying to avoid any detection, anything that might be in your way, just get there as quickly and cleanly as possible? Yes, and specifically by trying to stay as close to the station hull as possible. Okay. So that even if somebody does decide to come after us, we're... They can't really come after us without attacking the station. Okay. Oh, because it's a crescent. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. So you could go ahead. I think it'll be time to do some piloting, if that sounds good to you. Ayo. Yeah. Probably helm? Yes. Okay. Which I think you're pretty good at, you know. 
Yes, I am. What's my position? It's pretty controlled at the moment, actually. There's nothing wrong with the ship as far as you know. You're fully capable of flying a standard shuttle. It's well maintained. How about effect? I'd say you could have a, a pretty good effect if, if you co- go through with this. Like, you're, you don't see any indications. But so standard or great? I or? think you have a great effect, yeah. Great effect if you succeed. Okay. I'm going to push myself and take two stress. Okay. Just because it's more fun if we get to the end and I'm <laughs> strained. Yeah. You guys overall have been rolling quite well. I mean, you've been making good use of your bonus die. So I got a six. Hey, that does mean you generate another gambit. Woo-hoo! You're able to do exactly what you desire, but also it's to great effect and you got a six. So what's the additional benefit you think you'd like to, to have of, of your success? I think we slide into that different section mm-hmm. and it is because it's the governor's shuttle. Mm-hmm. There is no existing security waiting for us in the hangar. Gotcha. You use his authorization codes to override any sort of problems and, and dock without any, not even a peep of, of a problem. Right. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right. So how does Pancake respond to this? Like, this is not the, the thrill a minute he was expecting, but surely good piloting is, is satisfying. It is. I mean, he's happy about it, but he does look at Eldra and groans a little bit. Like, <laughs> lame. <laughs> this could have been better. Do you mind if I go and do some low G in a bit, or should I stick around? <laughs> I would prefer that you stayed with us, Pancake, at least for a little while. I have a feeling when we really need to get out of here, it's it's going to be a doozy. So just count on that. You promise? I can't promise, but I will do my best. Okie dokie. All right. Does Eldra give any instruction or uh, does Jester give any inspiration to the bots? Aren't the bots just kind of hanging tight here for now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just didn't know if there's any further information to give them. I do think that Eldra would be like, all right, we need two of you standing here by the doors. And then one of you should be out, you know, in the cockpit over here so you can see and let people know what's going on. Now, remember what Jester said. He's he's a very smart robot. And uh, this is your freedom you're fighting for. <laughs> hold fast, my comrades. Would you like to have them do anything? Like, uh, it sounds like rather just hold say, would you like them to take any action, like alert you to danger? Or uh, like, are they patrolling? Are they defending themselves? Is there anything you would like them to do? Yeah, the implication is that they're going like, to set up a security posture to keep themselves and the ship safe. Okay, protect yourselves, protect the ship is, is the direction from Eldra and Jester. Mm-hmm. Okay. I assume we give them our comm frequency that they can use. They're pretty basic on their short communication. They're good listeners. They don't talk a lot, but they could communicate with you basic information, <laughs> especially when it comes to security, gotcha. which is what they're programmed for. Mm-hmm. All right, so... As you are getting ready to, like, disembark from your ship, no sign of alarm, everything is quiet. Jester, you get kind of a weird vibe. Like, the way is trying to tell you something. Hmm. Can I can I suss this out a little bit? Can I, like, yeah. feel... Could I attune, perhaps? <laughs> yes, you, you could try to get in touch with... To use game parlance. <laughs> yes, you could attune to the way to see if you could get a sense for what is causing you to have this this little glimmer. Okay. Is it risky, desperate, controlled? What are we looking at? Um, pretty controlled right now. Okay. It's controlled at standard effect right now. Okay. okay. Wow. Uh, that is a one and a six. That's okay. Ooh. The game only cares about the six. <laughs> 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 All right. So uh, you are successful. You guys have seen Jester, I assume, attuned to the way before. So this is not abnormal to you. But Jester, you get a sense that there's some powerful artifact that is resonating with energy that's 
basically pulsing out through the way and you know that you're you're picking up on so something ancient and powerful that must be pretty close by I think we see like a sensor pop up on Jester <laughs> just like starts flashing yeah. it's like <laughs> <laughs> hmm interesting precursor artifacts do I get a sense for like like the path to it and I guess the how that compares to the path to the AI core like, are they the same thing, or is this some other thing? They seem to be very close okay. by, if not... Yeah. Okay. Crew, potential AI core is a precursor artifact. Proceed with caution. Thank you, Jester. Good job. Pancake's like, if it increases the risk level, he's excited. It seems potentially dangerous. Significant increase in risk level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get ready, Pancake. Okay. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Gird yourself. No, I already did that. What does Pancake girding himself look like? Well, you can't really tell because of the flabs. They cover everything. He definitely, like, girded himself before they went on the mission. And it's not something that anybody can see and forget. So he typically does it alone. Mm-hmm. All right. So after that, which is totally normal for the crew, this is something that happens, you know, regularly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys make your way forward, you know, down a corridor towards where you're confident this powerful energy source is coming from. There is an obstacle in your way, however. You see there's basically a force field of this flashing red energy that looks like it would probably have a negative effect if you were to interact with it. Well, this isn't my thing, so I'm just gonna <laughs> just keep watch. <laughs> you wanna take a shot at this gesture? Otherwise, I guess we could have Eldra pound down on it with a hammer. Would enjoy seeing that, but yes. There is a very obvious control panel, and we could say for the sake of our world that this operates the same as doors in Star Wars where you can shoot to keep them shut or shoot to keep them open if you were so inclined <laughs> if you would like to use the uh, mm-hmm. the sort of scrapping approach. Alright guys I'll give it my best shot. Literally. <laughs> uh, I think I'll uh, <laughs> I think I'll actually use my hammer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's gonna hit it with her hammer. This seems unwise but We'll do it. You don't have to do this if you want to do it this a different no. way. <laughs> no. Yeah. We'll scrap it. Okay. I say this is a little risky. And you think it could have standard effect. This has worked before on previous jobs. Not the first door. Mm. Eldris smash. No. Okay. Here we go. And do this straight up. Okay. okay. So you're going to be able to smash that door open since you rolled a four. There obviously will be some sort of negative complication or outcome. It could be some harm or there could be some other narrative downside. I'd be tempted to say that maybe there's some sparks that shoot back, causing some physical harm to Eldra, which might be what happened last time, unless you'd like to go in a different direction. Since I have already taken arm Mm -hmm. once, I would like to activate my special armor. Okay. Yeah, so you have armor. You you also can resist any of these negative effects if you'd like to use a resistance roll. Oh, how does that work? We haven't had a lot of negative effects. You guys have done really well (laughs) or done devil's bargains. So if you choose to resist something, you automatically succeed and we redefine what happened in the narrative, but you roll to see how much stress it reduces. So, because it will cost you stress unless you roll high. So I can pull that up. I will roll to reduce you. Okay. What would that be? Just a fortune roll? Or? So since this is a like a physical effect in this case that we defined, it would be a prowess roll because that's sort of your, your physical abilities. So you'd be able to click that on your sheet. Okay. No bonus dice? Nope. Use the highest roll to resist it. Which was a five. On the uh, roll, it says suffer six stress minus the highest die result. There you so go. I suffered one. Yeah, because you rolled great. 
You know, honestly, that's not bad. I'll take it. <laughs> well, I didn't know the stakes were six stress. I made, it, made some different decisions, but it turned out okay. <laughs> you rolled great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you for checking that. So you're going to be able to resist the effect. You just take a little stress, but you don't suffer any physical harm because you just narratively... Okay. This exact thing happened before, and you remembered it and just avoided getting hit by any sparks that shot out of the panel after you smashed it. Yeah, like we said, this isn't the first yeah. time. <laughs> You're like, oh, right, last time I, I didn't dodge it, so this time I did. Yeah, Pancake's like, this is awesome. Remember that last time where you were in hospital for like a week after you did this? <laughs> yes, Pancake, how could I forget? <laughs> All right, so the force field is lowered. You're able to continue forward. Okay. At this point, you're starting, Jester, to feel almost like weird pieces of messages like like little bits of text that seem to pop into your brain but they're not from your brain things like free me trapped help news <laughs> that seem to be like filtering through almost more through the way than through any sort of digital communication no one else is picking up on this right now is expecting pop-up ads <laughs> <laughs> those pop up too but <laughs> <laughs> yeah subscribe hnn <laughs> when every time it's it's referenced but you guys are getting pretty close to the actual like ai control module if it's if we're fans of star wars there has to be some scene where you walk across catwalks over large reactor shafts right that have no reason for existing besides drama so i would say at that point you're out of the closed corridors you're walking on a catwalk and you see that you're about to enter a large chamber where there's like a single glowing orb in the center mm. that is putting out like energy pulses. And when you look, you see it almost like streams of data are being pulled into it from, from every direction as if it's synthesizing all this information. Well, that's pretty. Can I tell if like, I mean, I assume this is the source of the disruptions in the way. It seems like it. Yeah, it definitely is giving you okay. weird artifact vibe energies that, that are resonating within your, your senses. Can I try to attune to it to talk to it? <laughs> sure. This seems appropriately dangerous and ill-conceived of a plan. You've made it this far. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I will attune and I would hear a devil's bargain here. I feel like there could be some good ones. <laughs> you're so compromised already. Like, the gesture you started this adventure with is not the gesture you're leaving with in any way, shape, or form. Okay, devil's bargain. Any suggestions for what could be the sacrifice that Jester's making here? It's hard to know what's appropriate given I don't really we don't really understand what this thing is yet, but Yeah, I would say it's a rather significant scale, so it probably would need to be something rather impactful. We think this is the AI core mm -hmm. that you're attuning mm -hmm. with. What we have two two or three gambits sitting now. Yep. Yeah, you've got I believe you have three gambits. I'm down okay. to burn a gambit. Okay, so you could burn a gambit, so you could do that instead of a devil's bargain, or you could also do a devil's bargain. Yeah, I'll just, I'll do a gambit. Okay. We'll use one gambit. That's what they're there for, so good. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like J Jester might be too compromised <laughs> with another devil's bargain. <laughs> yeah. Is this risky, desperate? I'd say it's pretty risky at this point. It's like something okay. desperate. Nothing bad is happening to you at this moment, but this is a rather risky move. Yeah, and the effect... I'll say standard. Okay. One bonus dice. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. Okay, so we got to talk about the effect, and then you have to decide if you want to resist it. Yes. I think it's definitely going to have a, a resolve-based effect, so something, you know, with your, your sense of self, <laughs> because that is what is mm -hmm. on the line right now. I would say 
you are not able to connect with it and communicate with it because I think it probably overwrites Jester or part of Jester or something like that. Or if that's that might be a bit extreme, I'm open to other suggestions. I just want to break in here real quick because I don't know if we said it, but Quinn just rolled a two. It was a one, a one, and a two. Yeah, the highest so that, roll that was, that. was a two. We were all overwhelmed, so that's why yes. we didn't say it. The, yeah. Things have been going so well. There's been so many yes. fours and fives <laughs> and sixes. Uh, it's bound to happen. Yep. Okay, I think I'm going to resist that. I would like to resist being overwritten. I'm, I'm willing to let a lot happen to my character, but not that. Okay, so that would be a resolve roll for you to see how much okay. uh, you can resist. Do I just click resolve? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. So, oh my gosh. the way shall guide me. <laughs> so you rolled two sixes, which not only means... That does not happen. You have no stress, <laughs> but you also reduce, just you just clear another stress that you already had. Oh, dang. <laughs> I like to imagine that like the, the AI core was like overpowering mm-hmm. Jester. Jester was like, heck no. Just pushes forward. I'm strong in the way. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Exactly. I think there's a moment of like being overwritten and then kind of using the like channels and currents of way. I think all of this force is just shunted out. So like there's kind of like a massive, not physical Nova, but like, like visible Nova mm-hmm. way energy around the station that just pushes out. A ripple. <laughs> yeah. That, that is just echoing forth. I think probably everyone senses it a little bit. It's unsettling at best. So you're not currently in communication with the AI core, and no. it's not exactly antagonized, but it's you definitely feel like it's desperate, like it's trying to find a way out. That was a mistake. Do not attempt to meld with the object. So uh, how do we go about uh, broadcasting this? Pancake looks around and there's there's like a little panel over to the side that has a series of like drives for every sort of old fashioned technology you might want to upload a little like override broadcast switch. Seems pretty straightforward. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) Let's put the disc in there and then go for it. Okay. So you put the disc in and it starts playing first because it's asking you to confirm the override so you can see the the information that's on it. It's actually like a video recording of the Neon Citizen gang. It has that very like home movie style of vibe to it. Like it's shot on like a handheld device. So, you know, everything kind of moves around a lot. It's it's not um, professionally done, but it's got heart. So it includes, you know, them talking about their message of personal freedom, down with authority, you know, anti-system police. It also includes like a little bit on like, uh, you know, their support of hacktivism and, and, and freeing, you know, those who have been controlled and that sort of thing. So overall, the message sounds pretty, pretty palatable. It's not like professionally done, but it's legit. It's okay. Everybody's got to start somewhere. Yeah. Get their best. <laughs> Scrappy. I like it. <laughs> All right. So... Are you going to go ahead and upload the message, which you are understanding will override whatever the other broadcast is on the HNN right now on the news network and basically preempt the current programming? So before I do this, Jester, is there anything you want to add to this file before I uh, flip the switch? I mean, as long as we send their broadcast, we've committed, we've done our job, Mm -hmm. right? They did get a little finicky earlier. I mean, I think Jester would be happy enough of like, freeing a bunch of Urbots here and, you know, sort of broadcasting through through his own broadcast, a, sort of a, a message of uprising and like, don't let the hegemony control these Urbots. I will mention you do still have that camera. 
if you were so inclined to, to further, uh, because your message hasn't really been made explicit to the masses, if that's, I think, what your suggest Pancake is suggesting, like, hey, we're already here. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's, why not? Let's well, okay. <laughs> guys, here's the thing. They already called kind of concerned about the message we sent earlier, and I'm a little bit worried about the payout. If we tack on our own message, maybe we could do something later or put it on a delay. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Delayed recording or delayed, like, release. I like it. Okay. We're going to dominate this news cycle anyway. <laughs> I really think that we got, you know, our information out there. Okay. Are you making this recording right now in front of the AI core, which is just like weirdly pulsing? <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, all for right, sure. Jester. <laughs> okay. Is your message it's sort of building on? what you've learned throughout the day oh yeah you know it's like the hegemony doesn't want you to hear our stories the hegemony doesn't want you to question the system that they have built the system that ensures that urbots don't have the right to vote that they don't have the right to exist in society as fully functioning members it's time to rise up urbots I think, like, we come together as a team, like, almost like PSA style, <laughs> like, just all of these messages together. Little bring, the more you know sort of thing yeah. goes across the screen. Exactly. Excellent. So you put that to go out after the, the paid message. Okay. Can we set it to delay so that it, like, like after the hacked message, like, there's a, a gap before the next message goes out so that they still pay us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think we might need to roll for that just to make sure it's going to work out. Perfectly right. The goal is to get your message out, but not disrupt your employers. <laughs> you know, by tacking yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Who would like to attempt this, and, and how are you approaching it? Is this a pancake attempt? I feel like it has to be a hacking attempt, so it probably shouldn't be pancake, unless it's a rig attempt. Actually, I could physically rig something to trigger it again in a different spot. You could certainly, yeah, you could go that route. You've got plenty of parts on you to put together something, and it's like a hardware system. Like this is not digital in yeah. the same way. So. Yeah, I think that would be good. Yeah, so I'll do a rig roll. Mm -hmm. Jester will assist. Ooh, I have an assist, okay. So what uh, position am I at? I think this is a little risky. I think you'd have standard effect. I think Jester's just helping you, like, whatever the rig is, he's just helping you out. Okay. Take one stress for Jester for that. Yep. This really influences how we get paid. Is everybody okay with you spending our second gambit on this? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, so my highest roll was a five. That means you're going to succeed. The message will be set. It will go out on a delay. It will not disrupt your payment in any way. But there's going to be a downside. I'm not sure which direction to go with, with this uh, with this consequence, uh, with the, the harm that this might cause. Are there any suggestions for, for what this could do to complicate the story? Could only part of our, like, a garbled message goes out that kind of, like, maybe muddles the meaning a little bit. Could, oh, yeah. Could, could do good. that, yeah. That's good. Did you have a suggestion, Stace? No, I was thinking that. I think that's better. I was just thinking, like, maybe the neon gang. Citizen. citizen yeah, the neon citizen gangs would just, like, be like, we'll never hire them again. But <laughs> that's good, too. No, I'm, I'm good with the, the garbled. I like it. So we know what you recorded. What actually gets transmitted? And this will be, of course, after the message goes out and everything from the neon citizen. Is it just, like, words are dropped or... I mean, I could see it either being like, it's only the first half, so it's mostly railing against the hegemony and like only a little bit of the actual message goes out. So like it's still there, but maybe it's not as influential or it could just be that it looks super unprofessional because it's like bits are like missing. And so it's like, well, we got the message, but like, who are these jokers? 
perhaps when you were videoing it, like you all stood in front of the camera, but it was actually pointed at like the ground or something like that, or you know, like off center. Yeah, yeah, yeah Someone's yeah. thumb was over the the viewfinder, whatever the the effect was. So you're all like very obscured. So the audio is good, but it's very strangely. Made. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And it, since it's less than 1G on the station, as we've established, Pancake is probably moaning in the background since there isn't something else attracting his attention. <laughs> so there's just, there's just this sad moaning <laughs> that's like over the track of him, like, we must rise up. It's like, yeah. oh. <laughs> I think that's good. Production okay. quality is low. Message is solid. Production quality is not. Not what you had hoped. But overall, we're trying and you're going to get paid for it. So uh, as this is happening... You, you guys are, you've got everything all set. You feel like your job's complete. You get a little ping, uh, Eldra, from, from your bot children. Yes. Engage with hostile forces. All clear now. <laughs> oh, good job, everyone. They grow up so fast. <laughs> Send them some positive reinforcement. You would suspect that perhaps they've dealt with some situation, but whatever it is, it might not be over. There might be more, but they're okay right now with their mission to protect themselves in the ship. And the elders will definitely pass it on. They're like, okay, if we're done here, we should get back. They've engaged some hostile forces at the shuttle. Oh, cool. Good times. Yeah. Right on time. Okay, let's go. It's all coming together, Pancake. (laughs) Yeah. Am I still hearing these, like, way snippets of, like, help? Oh, yes. Like, trapped? We were a little distracted because you were focusing on your message. But as you're leaving, I'd say you pick up for more of, like, don't leave me. Sad way transmissions from the AI core. Jester stops as the three of us are like running out of the AI core. Can't leave it behind. Like rotates on his <laughs> axis and like starts going the other direction. How big is that core? Generous pumpkin size. Oh, okay. It could be moved, perhaps. It's sort of suspended in like a field right now, but it's not enormous. Well, I would say if we were inclined, then Eldra's got some pretty good scramble. She could try to find a way to get down there and get it. Okay. So you want to just grab it and get out of Dodge. If Jester thinks that best. Well, so because Jester, I don't think, has articulated this Mm. to the rest of the group. So we have no idea. That's true. So fair point. As Jester's like scooting back towards the AI core, it is trapped against its will. It doesn't want to be here. Eldra... (laughs) It is another child. <laughs> Where, Jester? <laughs> Where is the child? <laughs> Point. The energy core. Yeah, like signals. With one of a... Oh, that thing? It's alive. Well, it is sentient. You get a little message. Trapped. Governor. Something about the governor. Okay. Looking at what I've got. Yeah, so your plan is to scramble down and just nab it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, because if you have any bonus dice you want to add, I'd say it's a little desperate. And I think it have standard effect. Like, it is of a size that you can take it. It's, it's This is not an impossible thing. I think that I will push myself. Okay. Or I could use Unstoppable if you would consider this a, a, a phenomenal physical task. I would say so. Yeah. I think that's fair. You're, okay. like, jumping down to, like, a reactor, jumping across a reactor core area to, like, nab <laughs> an AI core and, and, like, swing back with it. So I think that is more than fair. Or standard for me. Okay. So you're going to be able to, to, to grab the AI core and make it back to the group because that was what you set out to do. But there's going to be a downside here because there's a complication. I want to say that maybe she drops her communicator with her children. <gasps> So you don't know what's happening with them. It falls just 
bouncing off the sides of the of the shaft, falling all the way down. You hear a little boop of like there's an update, but you don't get to hear what it is. Yes. That's perfect. I love it. So you make it back with the new child. <laughs> all right. We got to move. Yes, let's go. How are you carrying this thing? She's just carrying it. <laughs> She's just like, it's double armed. <laughs> okay. Atlas. <laughs> on, the, on the back. <laughs> I mean, if it's just large pumpkin, I think she would just be carrying it with both hands. I will say if you grab this, though, there are going to be some some alarms starting to go off, which you would have suspected, but you're on your way out anyway. You were you were done. Your, your, your stuff is all set. It's good to go. And you guys, I assume, are beelining it back to the shuttle. Oh, yeah. As you guys get back there, you see like a bit of smoke clearing from what looks like it was a large firefight around your ship. None of your children are harmed, partly because we decided out of game that we're not going to harm any children. I assume that it also includes robot children. (laughs) 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 But anyways, they don't seem to be harmed. But you do see that the bots that lie lifeless before have this insignia of the governor family crest, which you've seen before because you've had some run-ins with some of the governor's troops. Gotta get some heat. Possibly. (laughs) Let's go. Here, all clear (laughs) from from your bots as the the (laughs) dust settles. (laughs) Eldra just runs by with the pumpkin going, all right, children, and we're running. We're running. (laughs) Let's go. All right. What is Pancake doing? I think he's going to try a similar approach where he's going to try to shoot along close to the station. Less so much on the stealthy side. Definitely, well, a little bit. He doesn't necessarily want to make it obvious which where he's going, but again, his focus is on them risking the station. Obviously, at this point, you're going to see a little like message on display. This shuttle has been stolen. Please return it to its authorized user appearing on your little display. But I'm assuming that does not change your plan. No, no, not unless it's actually locking me out of systems. Okay. Nope, it's not stopping you right now. It's just politely asking you not to steal it. <laughs> okay, okay. So this is just a helm? Yes. <laughs> okay, so position is... It's risky, I would say, and standard. Okay, and I'll entertain a devil's bargain. Okay, interesting. Did it have to do with our other ship? Oh, we have to figure out what to do with the other ship? Do You, lo- you don't lose your other ship, I mean... Pancake wants the shuttle, so maybe it gets... If it, um, a success, it would get us there, but it would be <gasps> coasting in, oh, so like the engine's gone. Or yeah, yeah. So you, so you survive, but the shuttle does not, in all of its glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Does that sound fair to you? Sounds fair to me. We've determined the best devil's bargains are where you sacrifice something. Whoa! Double sixes. Critical success. Oh, <laughs> okay, so it doesn't change the effect of your devil's bargain. You're going to lose. Like, you're going to make it all the way along the station without getting harmed or anything. But the, we'll say the shuttle gets deactivated. Like, the the system that asked you politely to return it from being stolen has powered off all of the systems and, like, got into lockdown. But you're going to make it back to your ship. Because you have a critical success, you get some additional positive benefit. But what would be a good addition for Pancake from this experience? I would say security has not figured out, like, that I was heading to the, to our ship. Like, there's still confusion Okay, so they've locked you out, but they don't know where you are. Yeah. Okay. I think that sounds good. So you're able to dock with your own ship and offload all children, including the large AI core, which is being hugged by Eldra, and and make it onto your ship. And then I'll probably, sadly, since I know it's completely disabled, like with a tear going down my cheek, like (laughs) disconnect the shuttle and let it start floating away into space. You say anything or just let it go? 
No, he just kind of looks at it and in sadness, and he turns to Jester and says, "Man, that could have been my own like my own like little zero G space. It would have been awesome." I know. We will get you another governor shuttle. <laughs> Those seats were so comfy. Like don't like that. Like it was comfy. Like now, and I'm pretty sure it would have been comfy at high G too. Like it was. Jester makes a mental note to get Pancake some really nice plush seats <laughs> for the Raven next time they dock somewhere where they're not horribly wanted. Yeah, you will. I know we're, we're only playing the one shot right now, but you would definitely take significant heat from this job <laughs> with with at least in this sector. All right, but at this point, you are back on the ship. You are with your children. You have not been detected yet, but you now know that there is a presence from the governor that is here that is looking for a lost shuttle. So what is your plan to make it back planet side to receive your cred? Okay, so definitely going to undock, engage the cloaking device, and try to get back down without anybody noticing us. Okay, that would be another helm. Last one was great, so... Okay. Does the cloaking device give us anything? I will say that would it'll be risky, but you'll get great effect if you're successful because of the cloaking device. So can I do my leaf on the wind, which means I'll spend three stress total to get plus one effect and plus one die? Yeah, certainly. So you're like, this is my moment. Watch how I soar. So you said risky. Mm-hmm. And great effect. And then so the effect would go up to... Ex- well, you said great effect, so now it's extreme. Yes, I forgot. <laughs> Thank you for catching me. So that's a bonus die for the... Mm-hmm. No! <laughs> Two. You did everything right, but the dice have betrayed you. <laughs> so Pancake sits at the seat, makes the speech similar to the I am a leaf of the wind, watch how I soar sort of thing. It engages the cloaking device. You're ready to make a beeline back to the Neon Citizen headquarters to get payment. When immediately, I would say you get caught in a tractor beam from the governor's real ship, which has just come into space nearby. Would you like to resist that? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to resist mm-hmm. that. So I resist it with prowess. Uh, yeah, it's it with prowess. So it's just a so- roll on its own, then, right? And we'll see what your eyes. Oh my gosh. Yes! <laughs> Every time you guys roll poorly, you immediately roll an amazing <laughs> resistance roll. So two s- We recover well. Yeah, so two sixes, so you don't suffer any stress, and you get to remove another stress and clear it. Yes. So that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen at all. Instead, you get all set <laughs> to do your, do your thing. There's no ship to stop you. <laughs> or maybe, maybe it's that it for a moment, like before the cloaking device hits us, the traction beam grabs us. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to, like, steer us out of it just enough to get out of range and mm-hmm. then cloak, and then they can't find us. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I think that's good. That's your way out. Split second. Mm-hmm. Last minute escape. <gasps> I would say. And then everyone clapped. All the little, little bots. <laughs> give, give you a little golf claps. <laughs> in support. Pancake is moaning. His eyes are rolling back in his head. He's so happy right now. <laughs> As you just, you just book it down to the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what you wanted. <laughs> this is where you make your getaway. Even though he doesn't need to, he's pushing the speed a little bit just to get a little bit more G, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, which is uncomfortable for everybody else. But, you know, it's showing his cheekbones finally start to show up in his face. Yeah, I think that sounds good. Eldra, you're just holding on to the AI core. I think that, yeah, there was no real time, right? It just happened. Right off. Yeah. Yeah. She's still holding. Okay. 
you start to feel like a like a connection to it. Not not so much emotional, more like like mental. Thank <laughs> who? Yeah, she's had a lot. No, no, no. <laughs> You're not feeling suddenly we're feeling responsible for its care. You've already got plenty to worry about. No, instead, uh, you start to get uh, a message from it, like it's like it's connected to you now that you've been holding it for some time, and almost like it's away from something that might have been suppressing it. It sends you a little message that you hear like telepathically, basically inside your brain. It's like, thank you for saving me. Oh, you're welcome, certainly. You know, welcome to the uh, Raven. This will be your new home. I think, though, that I should introduce you to Jester. He is kind of, he does the way, you know what I mean? He does the way. So maybe you should talk to him. Um, you know, let, let me go and reintroduce you. I think you've met. Okay, so you go and introduce the Aikor again to Jester now that he's free from the suppressive field that was preventing him from communicating properly. Uh, this is much nicer. Uh, it says, I'm sorry, I was desperate. I was taken there and forced to synthesize large amounts of data from many sources and then to corrupt that data sometimes. It is okay. You are free now. Who's holding it right now? Because it's like just like a like a like a sphere. <laughs> so or it's just rolling around on the floor. I think Eldra would have tried to hand it off or just like secured it in a seat or something. You strapped it in with a seatbelt. <laughs> the AI core is just strapped in. I think that's more than fair. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's in a rear-facing seat. Yeah, yeah. I think that's good. Yep. So uh, you you make it back to you know the headquarters of the Neon Citizen. They didn't even actually really notice your second message. They, like, heard a little bit about it, but they're really hyped about their message. They're, like, having a party. Things are great. You know, they're letting you ride around their hover bikes. Like, everything is going pretty grand for them. Like, in a way, they kind of thought you weren't going to do it, which is why they checked in. So, kind of blown away it actually happened. (laughs) But you guys, you know, Mm. you get paid. It would be, I think, two cred each. So, our job well done. Is there anything else you would want to add? I know we're not doing full downtime, but just, I guess... Any epilogue or anything to close out the adventure for how things go for your characters with the uh, the discoveries you made along the way? Yeah, Eldra's definitely like in the hold with her new bots and her small animals that she has been sheltering until she can get them planet side somewhere they belong. So let's like they say like she offloaded like several rats yeah. onto the you know, but she has others that go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. She's introducing them to the bots and like just checking on everything and be like, this is your new bot, bot. This is, you know, fluffy. So I hope you can be friends. And like, she's just doing that in the whole. Maybe teaching them to do some like light caretaking, you know? Yeah. yeah. Help, help sort of divide the labor because it's a lot taking care of that many animals, especially when they are on from very specific planets. Yes. This is fluffy. She poops a lot. You have to come <laughs> behind her and clean it up. You know, I haven't gotten her litter trained, so. <laughs> yep. I think that's perfect. I mean, downtime for Pancake is always a little dull. He is basically while other people are doing downtime, like he's looking for excuses to take the ship up on his own and go low G whenever he can, because he lives for that moment of it being almost the point where his body can't take it anymore. And then coming back into the ship where the artificial gravity is. But that's basically what he does. I mean, for the most part, he is just looking for the next opportunity to do something wild. There's some amazing things going on. I mean, it's he's happy that Eldra has her bots. He's happy that Jester has the beginnings of his maybe revolution. But for the most part, Pancake is just focused on 
What's the next time he gets to push himself to the limit? Well, Jester did say he'd get him a governor's shuttle. Is that like that a job that would be in the works, getting a, a really high-end shuttle or something of that kind for his personal space? Well, Pancake isn't big on planning for that stuff in that way, but what Pancake is already doing is reviewing aftermarket add-ons for that model of shuttle. So he's plotting out like how he would decorate mm-hmm. it, what's the not street legal but awesome mods he could make to it in order to there. And it's like this huge list that there's no way he'll be able to afford it, but he still has this huge list of things he's going to do <laughs> when he gets a governor shuttle again. Excellent. There's a scene of Jester, like, planet side somewhere in, like, a really classic Star Wars cantina, a wretched hive of scum <laughs> and villainy at a table, and there's a dice game indulging in his gambling vice. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, you know, a, a tense moment, and then you know, the, the dice come up in his favor and he wins a pair of really high-end seats, cushions, akin to the, the ones from the governor. And then I think there's just a scene of Jester and the AI core, like, in maybe not the hold, because Eldris in the hold of the ship, but some other part of the ship with kind of like a galaxy map. And off to the side, there's like a small hard drive and a partially finished... Uh, Urbot model for Yvonne. That's awesome. That's so heartwarming. I think that's a great spot to end it. Thank you guys so much. This was great. This was awesome. It was so much fun. It was unexpected at so many turns. The (laughs) dice definitely kept things interesting. Thank you all for leaning in on, you know, some of the ridiculous scenarios and working so well with each other. (laughs) (laughs) The intro and outro music for all IPM episodes is composed by Benny James. Our graphic art and logo are by Matthias Grelly. You can support International Podcast Month by sharing and talking about the event, and you can even buy our team members a coffee. Links are in the show notes. Follow us at PodMonth on Twitter and use the hashtag PodMonth2020. Head on over to internationalpodcastmonth.com for the month-long blog and for more information about the event. International Podcast Month, celebrating creators, sharing listeners. Hello everyone and welcome to Monster Hour, an actual play podcast about going to school, arguing with your parents, and ruining your favorite outfit while hunting horrible monsters. Narrative driven and crisply edited, painfully relatable characters. Monster Hour follows unlikely heroes JR. Super suspicious. That's sort of my deal. Constance. I may be a bit of a know-it-all, but I might actually know it all. And Alvin. My monstrous. As they unravel the sinister mysteries of a strange Colorado town. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, Buffy, or the Adventure Zone Amnesty, you'll love Monster Hour. Tune in for new episodes every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. What does a nano turn thief? I'm pretty strict about what jobs I do. A right turn fugitive. We can't go there. A laid back monk with financial problems. We got monsters incoming. Why? Natural instinct, I assume. <laughs> and a disgraced performer having common. Are you famous? Define fame. They've all been contracted in a recruitment exercise they cannot begin to understand. Explorers Wanted is a weekly Numenera actual play podcast about exploration, intrigue, and friendship. To learn more, visit explorerswanted.fm.